pesky ball. Leaping up. Paul, that one tucked in, and that ball is going to be against the wall and into second base. Number retired, and now Rafael Devers trying to retire that baseball inside a pesky pole. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I am your host, The Rit. With me is my co-host, DC. And the OG, George Sutherland. DC, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing pretty well, man. How you doing? Not bad. Freaking stressed. Uh, hurrying up. What you eating over there? I was eating grapes. Oh, okay. Yeah, doing the okay. healthy thing. There you go. I just had some, uh, my wife made some ham and bean soup, and it was it was awesome. Oh, man. So, OG, where, where are you at now? Uh, what's going on? I'm in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Ah, that state there is a state that never ends north to south. You got that right. Interstate 81 is a long road. So, yeah, it is. But, uh, man, did you guys check out uh, some of the postseason games? Uh, did you check out tonight's yeah. game? Yeah. Last I mean, saw was 4 1. Yeah. The uh, talking a little postseason baseball, uh, man. Let let's start off with tonight because, man, it's it's crazy that Arizona and Philly. What is the score right now? Can we get an update? Four one, I think so. Well, one on the top of the seventh. I have. Yeah, four yeah. one. You know. <laughs> Arizona could come back and man, they could sit there and make this a series. And I know George, you and I didn't pick that. You know, we picked the Phillies uh when we had Ed Hand on. Mm-hmm. But uh let's start let's start with DC a little bit. How surprised are you about these Arizona Diamondbacks? I'm pretty surprised. Um obviously didn't see them getting, you know, this point, you know couple games away from the uh, World Series, but they were a really young team, really defensive team, really athletic team. Um, you know, Corbin Carroll's pretty damn good. I wish they would just steal with them more, you know, in the ALC or in the NLCS. Um, but definitely surprised, but I definitely didn't see him coming this far. I would think like, you know, the whole playoffs is a, was their main goal, you know, and they've uh, succeeded them for sure. Very exceeded yeah. them, sorry. I, I know Georgia and I, I think we both said Phillies and six. Am I correct, George? Yeah, I said I, I thought that it would go six, maybe seven, but I, I definitely had predicted six. You know, and I think everybody after the first couple of games is like, well, you know, they're just Phillies is going to run over them. No, Diamondbacks are way too talented a team, and they, they've come back and they've showed it. So, hey, you know, it could be, it could be, it'd be really something if they go seven. <laughs> Yeah, and in today's game, a first happened for Arizona. Uh, first ever back-to-back home run in a playoff uh, game. You know, and, and going back and thinking, like, they've been in, in the playoffs before, you know, and to say that this is the first time they ever had back-to-back homers is kind of uh, kind of strange, uh, wouldn't you say, George? Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, um, 
it's been a it's been a while since they've they've been on you know in the playoffs. Uh, they they've been in a few times, but they don't have the long standing uh, postseason runs like the, you know the Phillies have been there before. You know the the Astros. You, know, you go back. You know even the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the Braves, and things like that. So they don't. You know they're they're still kind of young at it and kind of very inexperienced in that role. But yeah, I mean this this team is just they're hungry, and you know I, they're, it's almost like they don't know how good they are, and mm-hmm. they they just you know step up at the right time, and um, yeah, I mean you know Philadelphia wants to go back so bad they can taste it. Uh, you know, I keep calling it the revenge tour. So, man, uh, DC, uh, do you think? Philly's going to come back in game seven if they push a game seven. You know, this game isn't even over yet, and we're talking kind of like it already is. Make it 5-1. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Philly has a chance. Obviously, I kind of went into this thinking that they were going to win in probably five or six games, more towards five games. But uh, they definitely, you know, ran into a pretty hot team. You know, they came out at the right moment. Um I think honestly, the game's not over. You know, I think of what seventh inning it's in. I mean, Philly has a pretty, pretty uh, lethal offense, um, and they're playing at home, so they have that energy. I could see them coming back tonight, but I think uh, if it goes to game seven, ultimately, I think the Phillies pull it out. Yeah, George, final thought on the NLCS? Uh, no, I, I, I'm still believe the Phillies going to win. Um, and if it does go to a seventh game, yeah, I'm I'm not going to discount them. You know, they're they're going to they're going to come out pounding the baseball. But uh, it's been a very good series so far, so I'm pleased. Hey, I'm going to sit there and stick with the Phillies uh, in seven, if and you know unless they can close them out in six. So ALCS, man, I love this. Oh man, first off, let's sit there and talk a little something that's. A little close to you know home. What are your guys' thoughts on Altuve creeping up on Manny Ramirez's postseason home run record? Let's start with you, DC, because man, I know you love you some Manny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the whole sign stealing thing—it's you know—it's in the past, but it made me hate him. It made me despise him. Um, I think what you know the rest of America that aren't. Astro fans, but uh, it's a very good player. Um, you know, even without that stuff going on, he's just, I mean, he's been there and it sucks that he's going to reach up on my, uh, my favorite player. Cause uh, I obviously want to see him at top. Yeah. George, well, what about you down there? It is amazing. What is he? Five, five, seven. If he's, if he stands on his toes, I mean, yeah, my there. goodness, he's got, He's got ice water in his veins, and when he comes up, he uses every ounce of energy he has to put the ball on the seats. And to do it in the postseason, yeah, I mean, good heavens. And to creep up on Manny, I mean, you know, that that's that's even more scary. But yeah, he's 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 like a firecracker, and when he goes off, he goes off. Yeah, uh, me personally. I don't like the I don't like nothing about the Astros. Like I despise them from Dame One. Uh, you know, you know, ring, ring, ring uh, goes the whistle, 
and uh, bang, bang, bang goes the trash cans. You know, it, it's it really just sit there and just thinks out how all that went through and everything. But my man and Garcia, first person to ever have four RBIs and four strikeouts in the same game. Man, that was just crazy. Garcia with one, uh, he silenced a whole city last night. Uh, George, did you get to check out any of the game? And, and what did you I, think? I did. So I saw, I saw Abreu hit him. And I think the umpires got it wrong. And that's and that's part of the ball game. You had a runner on first base. That's not the time to put a runner on put runners on first and thinking that it was going to get into a you know a throwing war. Uh, I mean, MLB's done a pretty good job of you know tamping that down. But um, yeah, look, he showboated it. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it took him you know a week and a half to get around the bases, and then you know he tiptoes up and you know puts his foot on home plate. That's going to get the other bench, you know, pretty ticked off. But you know, in terms of, you know, Abreu going out there and saying, "I'm going to, I'm going to come this time," wrong time of the game. And if he did it on purpose, uh, you you know that the Baker would take him in the dugout and like, you know, hey, dude, what are you doing? You know better than this. But boy, I, I mean, I thought Dusty was going to have a heart attack when uh, when all of that went down. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he's. It, look, he's a he's a he's a Garcia's a talented player, okay, and he's just he's full of emotion. Um, yeah, and there's some bad blood between these guys anyway, you know, all season long. But yeah, I I think the umpires got that wrong. You know, you know the the wrong time of the game. If you're a baseball purist, you don't do it then. DC, uh, what did you think about the home run heard around the world? With Garcia. The one before he got hit? No, the one from last night. I mean, that was pretty sick. Like you said, he struck out four times, got the golden sombrero, and hit a grand slam in the same game. That's pretty wild. Yeah. You know, that explains this, you know, this day and age of baseball. You have so many hitters that strike out so many times, but they hit bombs every other time. Yeah. So let's uh let's talk about a former Red Sox player who just keeps on adding to his playoff resume. Let's talk about Nasty Nate. After last night's game, 15 games, he started 10 of them, 69 innings pitch, a 2.87 ERA, a 2.71 uh, FIP, 9 Ks per 9 innings, 1.6 walks per 9 innings, and point Z, uh, 0.7 home runs per 9 innings. That is some crazy ass numbers from Nate. And I guarantee you, if they would sit there and said, Nate, you want the ball tomorrow, which will be tonight, Nate would say, Give me it. And you know, it's it's crazy. We seen him in 2018, you know, the mentality that he had pushing through all, you know, eating up all those extra innings that we had in a playoff game. And he just keeps going. DC, I, I know I know, Sale's your boy, 
but deep down you had that you have to sit there and like a workhorse like uh, Nathan Avaldi. Oh yeah, man. I uh it definitely sucks you to end up up or uh, end up back in Boston, but he's uh he shows up in the playoffs and that's what you pay for. Um it sucks it didn't work out with him and you know the socks, but he just shows up like he did in you know 2018. He just went after he wanted the ball, and that's the kind of guy you want in that situation. And we were lucky, you know, back in 2018 to have him and a guy like Chris Sale who just you know demanded the ball. Um but yeah, great player. Um insane. I think he he's just unreal in the playoffs. It's rare to see in this day and age, you know, just a, that just dominance consistently. Yeah, and and considering, you know, you take a flashback of 2018, we seen in the playoffs while we put Chris Sale in to close that game. Cause sometimes Kimbrell gives you a heart attack. Yeah. So as you see now. Yes. Hey, George, what what are your thoughts? And George, can you think of someone else that comes close to Ovaldi in the playoffs with those numbers? No, I can't, to be honest with you. I, he, you know, he he was running on fumes late in the game, and he just willed the ball to get to do what he wanted it to do. Even when he surrendered that lone run, you know, to make it, you know, three to two. Uh, yeah, just he and he just grabbed every ounce of strength and every uh, just kind of willed the ball to go and do what he wanted it to do. But yeah, I can't really think of anybody that that runs close, you know, to do to do what he did. Um, nothing comes to mind right away. But yeah, he's he's a different cat in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, I mean I. He'd look better in a Boston uniform for sure, but you know they decided not to call him. But yeah, I'm happy for him too. You know, he, he was. You know, and if you look at it, I mean, you know, they had Degrom, you know, being the number one guy, and mm-hmm. and you know he was going to be. A, I think Nate was just going to be, you know, a solid afterthought for them, a veteran pitcher to kind of round it out and all of that. But yeah, he's. I, I think the people of the national audience have forgotten just how good he can be in the postseason, and um, you got to know you got to know the Rangers are absolutely thrilled that he's doing it because you know he he's going to show the younger arms and the staff this is how you get it done. So yeah, yeah, and and tonight the Rangers they throw someone Max Scherzer in there. Now mm-hmm. Scherzer he can either be really good. Yep. Or as you see in the first uh, his first time pitching, he can be really bad. And the Astros right. have thrown Javier out there. He's two and zero with a one point six nine ERA. Uh, the Astros they've came to play for Game Seven. The Rangers they're they're going to rely on that hot bat. Uh, do you think DC? We're going to throw it to you. Nasty Nate just pitched last night. If Scherzer gets in trouble, do you think that there's a chance Valdi could get called from out of the bullpen? I don't think so. As much as that would be a cool story, I think he put in too many innings, innings last night. Um, I mean, I'm sure he probably would volunteer. I don't know. I've seen crazier things, but I just don't think that would be smart, especially with his injury history. But, I mean, you never know. Uh, I'm trying to see how many pitches he had last night. 
think he pitched like six and two thirds or something, right? Or I could be. He, he pitched six and a third, but how many how many pitches did he throw? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Okay, 80, eighty-eight. That, that, that's a decent workload, you know, especially nowadays. But man, this is the postseason World Series. You know, if it's coming down, I might have to throw him out there. You know, I, I might have to ask him. So that because in the postseason, the Rangers bullpen with all those names in there, they haven't been able to come up all, all the time. So George, who who's taking who's taking Game Seven tonight? DC, what about you? <laughs> I think. Uh... Uh, I think the rain or yeah, I think the Rangers take it, man. Um, Houston can't win at home right now. I don't know what's up. I don't think they've won as won since the beginning of uh, last series, the game one. They just can't. They can't win at home right now. I don't know. I mean, that's a weird thing to bank it on, but I think they have the pitching. You know, the favorable pitching as far as Scherzer. Javier has been good in two starts, but he wasn't the best pitcher in the regular season. So I mean, obviously, as you see with uh, Nate. You know, he just turns into another animal, so maybe that's Javier. But I think uh, I think the Rangers take it. But Jordan, I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros did. I just don't want the Astros to win uh, at all. I sit there and said a Phillies uh, Rangers World Series. George, on the other hand, said Astros Phillies. George, last chance. You, you want to jump on over to uh, the Rangers? I'm on the fence, man. If the Rangers are on one of their hot streaks, and this is a weird series, though. I mean, Houston can't win at home, and Texas can't. Neither can Texas. So, you know, who knows? Um, but you know, to go to you know, Game Seven. Team in yeah. unless it unless it's like they go into extra innings. And you know, he says I can give you twenty five. I can give you twenty five pitches. So but I can see. So yeah, uh, let's sit there and, and turn the news over to some Red Sox news. Our man, my man, the only Gold Glove nomination. Now you would think of how well the Red Sox played defense all year long. We were, we should have had two, three, four, but Alex Verdugo was the only person nominated for a Gold Glove uh, award. So let's start with let's start with my man DC. I I know he loves him some Doogie now. So uh, what, what what did you sit there and, and think about hearing about the Gold Glove nomination? I mean, it's pretty cool. He has pretty you know solid defense all year. He made you know play after play, especially late in the game. Um, you know when they were actually in it. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised. I don't know if he'll win. I think he's going against uh, Garcia or Kyle Tucker, right? For right field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's tough. Um, but he played, you know, exceptional defense. So I'm, I like that aspect of his game. Sometimes, you know, I just wish he'd bring that consistency, you know, to the batter's box or batter box. <clears throat> yeah, George. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean it's it's nice. Uh, he played he did he did play very well in right field this year. Uh, I think that's the part of his game that you know he really stepped up continu you know, continuously. 
throughout the season. That was probably the steadiest part of his game. Uh, he's got two tough other candidates to to go against him, you know, and go being showcased, you know, in the postseason. But uh, yeah, I'm happy for him. Uh, he earned it, you know. He's you know, we we got a front row seat to to seeing all the good things he did in the outfield. So uh, as DC said, now if we could have just been that consistent at the plate, you know, we might have really had something. But yeah, he he definitely deserves to be mentioned with the other two. So, well, uh, let's sit there and we're going to show the video and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, a quick reminder on why Alex Verdugo is a gold glove award finalist. Bounce to starting pitcher. JP Sears will go left-hander for Oakland toward the hole. That's going to be a dive and a miss by Arroyo. And here comes the runner trying to score. He hesitates. Oh. He's going back to third. Here's the throw. He's going to be out at third base. Wow. Boy, would infield leaning in. Verdugo moving over. Then he'll make the catch. Runner tagging. Got him. Get the him. throw. Here's yeah. the tag. And he's going to be out at home plate. What a throw. <laughs> It's like we just decided not to use it. Runner goes and a fly ball. Oh, good job of deking him. Verdugo in. They've got him way off the bag. Oh, he's he's going to be throw this one left field. And that is going to be a double play. Good deke. Dangerous spot here with the great hitting Riley up, and he smokes this thing to right field. Verdugo going back right at the wall. He makes the play. Fires it back in. Riley gave it a ride, but Verdugo was there. He has never dip your toe in another pool until they start swinging a high fly ball down that right field line near the pole. Doogie over there and stays right with it to make the catch. That was in fair territory, too. And this is my favorite play all year. Into right field, a base hit. Springer in to score. Bashit running through the stop sign. And he is out to win the game. Man, like he sit there. He he had like some great defensive moments to the season. So and and that video, guys, was put together by our new vi uh, video production team. You know, our our head video editor, uh, Jut Stockhouse, and then our boy Harrison. Uh, hey. You want to sit there and talk about some steals. You know, people always like, oh, in the offseason, we got a good steal. You know, we picked up some good free agency. Those two there was a steal when we got them a part of our podcast. So, uh, George, uh, you seen the video. You know, you, you were you were there uh, in the meetings. So what what are your thoughts? And, you know, man, we, you, we got some great projects coming up, too. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited. Uh, you got two talented people who do something, you know, very 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 well. I mean, the the way that thing just flows, uh, you know, one one cut to the next is just is really really good. Uh, I mean, given the circumstances, I was I was thrilled to see them 
uh, you know, agree to come on board and help and, and, you know, just be part of the team. It just, just makes the whole process better. And it's a skill. It's a skill I know I don't have. So, yeah, you know, more, more power. Just bring them in and help us out. Yeah, I I, I know uh, my video editing skills. Uh, man, it's it's a long process. Uh, as as DC, he still got that song stuck in his head. So yeah, we're gonna talk about. It. But uh, <laughs> the, DC, well, well, what are your thoughts, man? It's like I, I I know you were pumped when you know out of the coming out of the meeting, we got a little rough, but we. We ironed out the, the details and, and got them aboard. Yeah, I mean, pretty stoked, obviously. I, I don't have those skills, and they're very good at it. Um, you know, stoked to, to have them on the team, get to know them, work with them. Um, you know, echo what George said. Just pretty, you know, excited to have them on. Yeah, uh, I've been scouting them, DC. You know I've been scouting them for a while because our YouTube channel uh, is one of the things that we really need to sit there and work on. Uh, you know, getting up. And now we have people that can help us uh, boost the YouTube channel and take over these big projects that we're working with, you know, some great minor leaguers that we're going to be working with overall and really, really push, you know, us to the next level, which I think we do. So big shout out to Jutt and Harrison. Uh, love the guys that are part of the team. And uh, this, this project's coming and just check them out. So, Tyler Milliken, let's sit there and talk about Yamamoto. So, some interesting details about Yamamoto's outlook when it comes to free agency. Yamamoto covets the opportunity to play in a large market, league sources say. Some Japanese players are uncomfortable being major league teammates with other Japanese players. Uh, the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal wrote earlier this year, not Yamamoto. He is believed to have an open mind about the possibility of playing alongside another Japanese player. We just so happen to have a pretty good Japanese player with Yoshida. So, DC, let's start with you. Man, well, well, what are you thinking about the possibility that, you know, he, he wants to play in a big market? He doesn't care if he's playing against it with another Japanese player. He just wants to play some ball. Yeah, I think we have an advantage, obviously, having Yoshida on a team. They, uh, you know, I don't know how what their relationship is like. I think they're pretty, they played it together, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously that's a huge advantage. Um, I saw he wants to, he's fine with being in an open market, and that's what he prefers. So that's that's a good mindset to have. Obviously, you have to have some thick skin to play in Boston. You know, you look at the past players that come through, especially. Um, Bam! There you go. I thought I was, what I was thinking about was that picture, but I couldn't remember. I didn't want to speak. But yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take a lot of money. But I think you know, if you want to make a splash and you're committed to winning, I think you got to throw a flyer or not a flyer, but you got to you know throw your hat in that race or in that you know that game. Um, I just hope he doesn't go to like a team like the Mets. You know what I mean? I'd be so disappointed. But uh, I think I read somewhere they're going to throw a ton of money money at him. Um, so we shall see. But obviously, I want him part of the Sox staff. I think he could be the top guy, you know, and that's what we need. We need a top-line starter, you know, two of them. Yeah. Uh, George, what about you? Yeah, I, I – yeah, it's, it's comforting to hear him think that 
it's okay to be, you know, on a team with another Japanese player. Um, you know, I think the the general consensus has been each you know, these guys just want to be their own, you know, their own little star on the team. You know, they, they did play before, uh, play together, you know, in Japan before, and I think that's great. Um, but yeah, we, we need pitching. And if he's 90% of say he is, uh, you know, he would be a huge addition to the staff. The thing I always worry about is, you know, how much money is the front office going to spend? And given his numbers and given really the, the corn end starters, he's going to command a very high dollar value. And, you know, how much, you know, the question is how high are we willing to go? And uh, we'll see, you know, how much John Harry's going to open his wallet to do it. Um, I can easily see him getting in the 24 to $28 million range, you know, just, just who he is because of the lack of, you know, front end rotation guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at the top three, you know, pitchers out there, Aaron Nola, mm-hmm. Blake Snell, Yamamoto. That's it. And, and, you know, there's other ones, but if you want a one and two, you got to get the Red Sox got to get two out of three of those pitchers to compete. Uh, George, am I am I wrong in stating that we need like we gotta have two out of the three, like we can't go in there with, you know, we could go in for Montgomery at number two. You know, we but any of anybody else we can't like it has to be two out of those three guys there. I I don't see Jordan Montgomery as a, as a two. I mean he's I I he's a, he's a three four for me. Uh, they've got to get two front end starters. How they get them, you know, is it Yamamoto? Uh, and you know, do they go? You know, we've talked about it a hundred times. Get get somebody like a Corbin Burns. You know, make the put the trade package together. But they've got to come up with two quality. If they don't, you know, it, it just they're not even worth talking about in terms of contention next year. That that has to be their their focus. Um, you know, I, I don't think Blake Snell would come to Boston. Um, with Nola, Nola's going to, you know, d- depending on how far the Phillies go in the playoffs, you know, Nola's going to be able to pretty much write his own ticket, you know, because of his playoff experience. So yeah, it's good. Yep. going to, it's going to be an expensive check to write, but either way, they need two, two quality front end arms, how they get them. Don't really care. They just got to get them. DC, uh, what are your thoughts on got to get two out of the three, you know, or trade for, you know, Corbin Burns if we can only get one of them? Yeah, I mean, really want them both. That'd be the you know, two out of three, obviously. I want uh, Yamamoto and um, Nola. I think, uh, I mean, he didn't have the best game tonight, but, you know, he recovered after a pretty poor start. But, uh, you know, it started this, his appearance, but, um, so you got to get to them. If not, like you said, you make a trade. I don't know. You have to go out and you got to make a splash. I think you should sign one, go make a trade. You have the assets to do it. I don't think you have to go crazy, but you know, we have, we have a lot of decent pieces you can put together without training a lot of top guys in the farm system. 
Yeah, man, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't sit there and and be mad at him if they went and signed Yamamoto, Nola, and traded for a, a Corbin Burns. You know, that's one hell of a one, two, three. Bayo's your four. Hauk, your five. You know, go for it. Like you got, we had an amazing offense this year. We just had no, you know, our our downfall was our starting pitching and the defense. If we can sit there and shore up the starting pitching and stop making mistakes at defense, that's that's a, a plus for us, and we can easily come out of, of the basement and finish, you know, second place next year, easy. Uh, DC, final thoughts on uh, Yamamoto. Yeah, I think I agree with George. I think it's going to be anywhere 24 to 28 range, um, at least five years. But I think, you you know, you definitely throw it at him. Um, you never know. Uh, but I think I think his potential would be really good. Obviously, the Red Sox are probably a little scared after, uh, after Dice K. But, you know, these guys seem to be, you know, putting it together a lot after him. Obviously, you have Darvish, um, you know, so many after him. So I think he comes over. I think he does well. Um, maybe a little adjustment period, but I think uh, ultimately it would be a, a pretty good signing and worth the money. Yeah, I sit there and I, we need him. So, and, and need is always a strong word for us. But speaking of strong words, man, my man Jason Veritek gets asked by the Giants if they can be interviewed for the managerial position. Now, I said, DC, I think you were there, weren't you? Uh, yeah. When the pesky party girls were on, I I wanted Veritech to succeed Alex Cora. So, possibility where he could sit there and, and get interview. Now, there's nothing definite. He didn't accept the interview. Red Sox, you know, it was just asked. So, let's start with you, George. Uh, do you think it's time that, you know, Veritex ready to sit there and, and have a managerial spot? Was that to me? Yeah, George. Was that to me, Rit? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, DC, go, go ahead. Okay. Take this one. Yeah, I mean, it sucked. It would suck to see him go, but I don't. I ultimately don't think he uh, he leaves. I think uh, he'll get the interview. I'm not that he's not a worthy uh, worthy candidate, but I think um, I think it's hard is in Boston. Um, but eventually, you got to give him a shot, and I think he's definitely well deserving. I think he's gonna be a great manager. You know, when he does that route, but I could be wrong. If it's you know, if he goes over, that sucks. But uh, that's a great for the Giants organization, and then they got a big fish with him. Yeah. Uh... George, what about you for Veritech? Yeah. I Look, ever since his playing days, everybody's always known he was going to be a manager and going to be a good one. Uh, I mean, I think that the Giants were smart to make the, the, make the move and see if they if he thinks he's ready. Um, I presume that when leap into the front office whenever that is that veritex is going to be you know that guy 
So, um, yeah, I mean, that's smart to do it. And if he thinks he's ready, you know, then I wouldn't blame him for tr trying to take it. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I sit there and look at the big picture, you know, tech's part of the city, you know, his, his family is mm -hmm. huge here. You know, he, he's, he, he's just, a, for the most part, he was a captain, you know, he was the captain for how many years of, of this team is I can't picture him in any other uniform, but a Red Sox uniform. So maybe it's just me. I'm, I, I take it to heart because I used to love watching tech play. You know, he used to command uh, behind the plate, you know, calm pitchers down. He, he's, you know, caught so many hall of fame, you know, caliber pitchers, you know, for the Red Sox. It, it's just, it's crazy. But if he, if, if he takes it, if he gets interviewed, takes it and accepts it, man, the, the Giants got one heck of a steal there, you know, thinking about that. So, guys, uh, let's sit there and uh, let, let's go around for some final thoughts. You know, DC, let's start with you. Uh, floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, non-Red Sox related, but go Birds. Big win last night. Pretty stoked to see that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm excited for the um, the playoff games. Obviously, I want to check up on the Phillies game. They're probably going to end up losing if if I remember the score. I don't know if the score hasn't changed, but uh, excited for game seven of uh, the Rangers-Astros. I think Rangers take it. Um, close game, but uh, I think just had the pitching tonight. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see if there are any more news about, you know, Jaime's replacement. You know, we've seen a lot of people got interviewed. I don't know how many more they have to do, but uh, just anxious to get that to an end and uh, get on with the, you know, the offseason as business as usual. Yeah, I'm pumped and excited for this offseason coming up. Uh, this might be one of the best offseasons that the Red Sox have had, hopefully, in a long time, because... If we don't make a splash, we're bound to repeat history. So, George, uh, some final thoughts for you? Yeah, I mean, finally the postseason baseball got exciting uh, after some pretty dull first couple of rounds. Um, yeah, I'm still holding to my, my Phillies-Astros prediction for the World Series, although um, – the way the Rangers are playing, you know, who knows? Uh, I think that it's it's been a good postseason run. Um, I'm excited because my Patriots finally won again yesterday, and did it and did it in rather dramatic fashion. But uh, yeah, I watched the game. I watched the Philly game last night, and yeah, that was that was a pretty good win the Birds put together. As far as the postseason goes, uh, I'm sorry, as far as the uh, managerial changes in the front office, just get it done. This is dragged out. This is, this is, this is a circus show again. And, you know, where they didn't interview, they only interviewed one candidate the last time. They've had so many people say no, and they've got, I think they've, I think they've verified there's been six or seven people interviewed, most, a lot, most of them in the front office. Whatever you want to do, get it done because the World Series is coming. They've got to make some moves. They've got to get some things done, get somebody in the seat to make it happen. All right. The big names we thought that would be interested aren't coming over. 
So do the best you can with what you got. And as I mentioned in my column on Sunday, give them the tools that they need. Don't tie their hands. All right. Give them the money. Give them everything they have to get to get the job done. You know, bring Breslow in to be in charge of pitching. I have no trouble with that. He seems to have a knack for being able to do that stuff. Um, you know, they need pitching. Develop it internally, and it becomes a cheaper option for you. But you know, do, let's not let's not drag this thing on forever. You you probably know who you want. Make it happen, and just let's get on with it. We got a busy postseason coming up, and uh, I would say this is the most important postseason since two thousand and three. Exactly. Uh, I'm. I got my two picks down to Bre- I want Breslow or just give it to, to Eddie. Like they're the only two ones that I could think, you know, Breslow, I think could help out the staff tremendously. Uh, you know, he, he knows pitching. So that's one of our biggest downfalls right now. Heck, uh, I sit there read somewhere. Heck let Lester come in and be a pitching coach, you know, help out the team any way you can. Man, I, I would sit there and, and love that. But, uh, you know, Breslow and Eddie are, are, are my two picks. Uh, guys, we want to sit there and throw this out there. So making it really simple, thanks to my man, OG George. Bam. Scan that QR code. Head on over to our website. Check out the merchandise. You know, we've got anything you from the Roman Empire shirts to the Halcomania shirt uh, to the uh, Turner Tough, the Pesty Podcast shirt. We've got some new ones coming up that we're working hand in hand with for the minor league players. So check them out when they come out. But scan the QR code, head on over there. You can go to our website. You can go out to George's column, Riley's column, uh, and anywhere you can sit there and, and find our podcast. So, but guys, it's been great for DC, for the OG George Sutherland, and for myself, the Rit. Check us out next time on the Pesky Podcast.